Well, hey, good evening, everybody. What's going on? You guys doing all right tonight? Hey, well, we're so glad that you guys are here. Uh, super excited uh, just to spend some time in God's presence uh, tonight. And I just want to thank everybody who's joining us on the live stream tonight as well. And uh, just before we get started, I just wanted to share a little bit. I, I was reading in Acts 16 this week, and um, it's Paul and Silas, and they're in prison. I know many of you know the story. Um, but they're in prison, they're in shackles. And it says that they, they started praising, right? And as they started praising, an earthquake came. It broke the shackles off the wall. It broke the doors off the prison. And they were free, right? But what I want to remind us tonight, as we worship, that as we praise the Lord, just as we see in Acts 16, our praises go up, and the power of God comes down. And so if you're in bondage tonight, if you're in shackles, if you're feeling like, man, I don't know what is going on in my life, I want to remind you that there's power in praise tonight. And as we praise, the Holy Spirit meets us and it changes us. And it takes the shackles that, that bind us and gives us freedom, amen? And there's joy tonight in God's house because of that, amen? Amen. Let's worship.
and we thank you tonight, Jesus, that you are alive. And there's power. And we praise the name of Jesus that breaks off the chains, that sets our hearts free. Lord, when we get in that place of feeling overwhelmed by circumstance and overwhelmed what's going on in our lives or our families, in our job, all we have to do is raise the name of Jesus above all of those things. Because the name of Jesus has the power to bring life where there's death and joy where there's pain. And it takes the ashes that we bring and turns them into something beautiful. And it's beyond our comprehension. It's beyond what we can understand. But we thank you for it, Jesus. For the way that you work in our weakness, for the power that's perfected when we come to you. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you in afresh. We invite all of those things in. God, we've come here to wait on you. So would you speak? Would you continue to move? God, we're here for you. We open up afresh and invite you in to do what only you can. And we pray this in the powerful name that is Jesus. And everyone said, amen. Good evening. I'm going to ask you to do something for me. I'm going to ask you to be silent. Thank you. Turn in your Bibles to Revelation chapter 8 and verse 1. Silence can be uncomfortable, can it? Some of you are probably wondering, how long do I have to be silent? Especially you extroverts. Some of you introverts were going, how long do we get to be silent? Just love it. Revelation chapter 8 and verse 1. It says, when he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven. For about a half an hour. We were probably about 15 seconds. About 150 times what we just did in silence is what happened in heaven. Silence. Now the seventh seal, you'll remember that this scroll was taken from God the Father by Jesus, our Lord and Savior, because Jesus was the only one that was worthy to take back this scroll, the title deed of all creation that had been sold to sin, sold to Satan because of sin. Jesus paid with his shed blood on the cross to take that scroll. And the first six seals brought us closer and closer and closer and closer to a time when God would bring his wrath and his judgment on a Christ-rejecting world. And this seventh seal will cause seven trumpets of judgment. And the seventh trumpet will cause seven bowls of God's wrath to be poured out on the earth. All of heaven knew that before these judgments, before the chaos, before this great time of destruction that had just been revealed with the opening of the seventh seal, silence, awe, respect, reverence, 
for what was about to happen and what was about to be revealed. They recognized all of heaven, the enormity of the judgment of God, do we? If heaven is silent before God's judgment, should we be silent at times of God's judgment? Especially when there just might be some eternal implications, some eternal consequences as here. Psalm 62, 1 says, Truly my soul silently waits for the Lord. From him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. You see, it's in silence that we meditate on God's graciousness. It's in silence that we seek his wisdom for any and all judgments that, yes, we have to make or God allows us to make. We make judgments in our work, in our families, any of our responsibilities that we have judgments all the time. We make thousands of judgments in our minds, sometimes without even thinking or realizing that it's a judgment on a thing or a person or an event. We sometimes take God's judgment for granted when it's a very awesome thing. It can be a very fearful thing. We can flippantly say, God will judge this politician. God will judge this government. God will judge this nation. God will judge this school board. God will judge my in-laws. That's what I'm talking about. If God will judge my in-laws, then I ought to care. And I ought to be silent before the Lord as to how maybe I can keep them from being judged and make the right judgments when I need to. Every judgment God makes is worthy of silence and respect and reverence. And many of the judgments that God allows us to take part in Remember this, and it's more than what I think we realize. Sometimes there are eternal implications in sometimes some of the smallest, seemingly smallest judgments that we make. Certainly in the big ones. And we can pray, and we can talk, and we can beat our head against our Bible. Are we silent before the Lord? Are we silent at those moments when we know something's going to happen here? We're going to spend some time being silent tonight together. And each of you has something to be silent for. I have something to be silent for. What, are, what is that thing? What are those things? Who are those people tonight you can be silent for? Maybe it's just you and your relationship with the Lord. Maybe it's you and what you're facing at work or you and what you're facing with your family. Whatever it is. Be silent. Be in awe. Maybe it's a decision you get to make. Be in awe and in silence that God, that God would use you, a vessel of His creation that He saved for such a time as tomorrow or next week or next month. Let's be silent before him. God, I pray that you would recognize and that our hearts would recognize that as we're silent, we lift you up. We praise your name. We thank you. Speak to us, Lord, in Jesus' name.
let's just keep giving the Lord that space to speak. You know, I think sometimes we get so busy in our lives, but at the same time, we're so desperate for the Lord to speak, but we're unable or we're unwilling to give him the time to do that. Sometimes we get in that, that, that battle of, of Lord, I, I want you to do a work in my life and I want you to speak something new to my heart. But we're, we're unwilling to sit down and give him the time to do that and the space to do that. And tonight we've, we've carved out some time in this moment to just wait on the Lord because we know that he's here and we know that he's moving we know that he's reviving, but sometimes we have to get out of our own way and let him work in our hearts. And so just encourage you to, to put off pride, to put off what you think the Lord should be doing in your life or what you want the Lord to speak in your life. And just give him your attention and your focus and open up your hands and say, Lord, here I am. Come and speak, come and move. And let's just give him that space to do that.
exciting news to know that God hears our prayers, that we are heard by the creator of all things. Like a father, you know, when I drive in the car, I've got three teenage kids. My heart is so hungry. Lord, how can I ask them a question? How can I do something to hear their hearts, to get them talking? I'm so excited to hear from them because I love them. But it's not always easy to get those words out of them, <laughs> especially boys. Well, I'll tell you, God is so excited to hear our heart. And he's listening. And his spirit can ask us questions to cause us to, to meditate on him and to speak to him and to cry out to him. But he's more than listening. If we, as we read in Revelation 8, I'll pick up in verse 2. It says, And I saw seven angels who stand before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Then another angel, having a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it to the earth. And there were noises, thunderings, lightnings, and, and an earthquake. So the seven angels who had seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. This right after such a sobering half hour of silence. Broken with this. And you think, you guys... If you look at Exodus chapter 30, you'll see what this is referring to. And God wants us to hear this right now, that our prayers are set aside. And in here we see them as incense. The same way as the, the Old Testament tells us that the prayers of the righteous are incense to God, a sweet aroma. Well, more than that, God has saved these prayers. And they are being used as a catalyst when combined with his righteous, consuming fire and used to bring judgment against unrighteousness. How many cries against injustice have, have been said to God by those who follow him, his children? How many prayers 
God, help us. God, come. Lord, come quickly. Save us. How many prayers have been, have been said? I mean, in this bowl of incense are prayers from Adam and Eve. God's set them aside. The suffering of Job. Prayers set aside. The suffering that we go through due to injustice. The suffering that we go through walking this life causing us to pray and to cry out to God. You guys, the most intimate, personal things that we can pray to God, set aside for his purposes. It's a powerful visual, isn't it? And then it says that the smoke went up to God. It went up to him, meaning it was acceptable. And do you know your prayers are accepted by God? They go up to him. He receives them. They're acceptable to him. They're precious to him. You guys, I want to ask you to, to say some prayers tonight and put some prayers in that big bowl of incense that's awaiting that day when, when the angel casts it down a flame to the earth. And that your prayers can be in that bowl of incense and mine as well. And it's the prayers of the righteous. First Peter 3.12 says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayers. So let's do this now. Break up into small groups of about three people. We're just going to take a few minutes, and if one or two of you lead in prayer, please do so. I want you to, I want you to pray for the persecuted church all around the world. And I want you to also pray against the evil that we're seeing happen, particularly in Afghanistan. Let's join in praying God's will be done and that good would prevail and that God would bring good out of what's happening and that he'd protect the righteous. Amen? And then quickly just say a prayer for one another and I will come in and lead us into the, the final songs.
Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God, that you hear our every prayer. Lord, thank you for every request being lifted up to you right now. Father, we thank you that in your providence, our prayers have an eternal purpose. God, that you've set them apart to reveal your power, to reveal your glory. Lord, to claim the victory that was won by your son on the cross. And Lord, we know that we come to you, we can come boldly because of your son. And Lord, we do. We thank you. Thank you for this awesome night. And as we continue in worship, Lord, we just pray that you would receive our prayers, that you would receive our worship. Church, Psalm 141, verse 2 says, let my prayers be set before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. You guys, our prayers are set before him. And as we enter into these final worship songs, lift up your hands before him, before no one else. There is no one else here but you and your heavenly father and worship him, a sweet aroma pleasing to the Lord. Amen.
Stay. 
so much for being here. Thanks for just worshiping. That's why it's just a, a privilege to get to worship with you guys. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week and uh, we'll see you back here this weekend.